Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is from Acts, the eighth chapter. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and, it, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. We'll now read responsively from Psalm 22, verses 25 through 31. I will praise you in the great assembly. poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. For royal power belongs to the Lord. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Our children will also serve him. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. The second reading is from 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that if we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. We can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel comes from St. John this morning. Jesus said, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. During Lent this year, over 130 people from Good Shepherd met in small groups to discuss and practice the spiritual discipline of discernment. We gathered around a common understanding that spiritual discernment is an increasing capacity to recognize and respond to the presence and activity of God in our lives.
Our discussion centered on how the Holy Spirit is alive and well and active in and around us. And discernment is about paying attention to what the Spirit is stirring up and up to. We looked for ways that the Spirit was producing fruit in our lives. We leaned into the understanding that out of all of the things that God calls us to, our primary calling, first calling, is love. Well, one of the members of my small group was a woman named Dolores. And about halfway through Lent, she told us a story. It seemed that as Dolores was leaving our small group time the week before, she had gotten into her car and was getting ready to leave the church parking lot when a man approached her car and asked her for help. The man told Dolores he had just gotten out of the hospital, and as he was driving home and by the church, his car broke down. He said he didn't have any money, no way to get home, and could she help? The man was pleading with her. He said he just wanted to get home and rest in his own bed. Well, Dolores told us this was not something she probably would normally say yes to, but as she said, here I had just been in this class where we were talking about how the Holy Spirit is alive and active in our lives and that we should respond with love. And she said, I thought, well, maybe this is something God is inviting me to do. So as Dolores listened to the man, she paid attention to what God was also saying. She came to trust the man's story after some conversation and she said as she considered helping him, she felt a peace come over her. And she took that as confirmation that this was indeed a God thing. So Dolores invited the man to get into her car, and he directed her to his house, which was clear out on the west side of town. Well, as Dolores told us this story, we were all on the edge of our seats, not just to hear what happened. I mean, there were a lot more details to the story I can't share today, but as we listened, we listened deeply also because it was a story that was just oozing with the presence of God. We could see it in Dolores' face as she told the story. You see, Dolores paid attention to what the Holy Spirit was up to, and she responded with love. She got the man safely home, which, as it turns out, really was all that he wanted and needed. And we all decided that it was indeed a God moment. Well, today we are in the third and final week of our stewardship theme, Generosity, Responding to the Heart of God. You may remember that in week one we talked about who we are and how we are deeply rooted in our identity as children of God. We heard the words from 1 John that said, See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Beloved, we are God's children now. Last week we talked about how we love we heard the challenge that we are to imitate Jesus in how we love, by loving not just in words or speech, but in truth and action. Now, as we are grounded in our identity 
as children of God and as we love in truth and action, that is bound to change how we live. In our reading from 1 John, we heard, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. Wow, God's love perfected in us? That sounds daunting. But perfection doesn't mean living perfect lives. It means that God's love finds completion in us. Every time God's love is revealed through us, God's love reaches its goal. It matters how we live. In our gospel today, Jesus talks about vines and branches and bearing fruit. This is not a horticultural lecture Jesus is giving here. He's teaching us how to live, that we live connected to God, abiding in God who is the vine, so that our branch lives will produce fruit. I told you the story of Dolores because I think it's a great example of what it looks like when our lives bear fruit. Dolores was listening for God's direction in her life. She was abiding in God, and in that abiding came the fruits of kindness, love, peace, and gentleness as she helped a stranger in need and received his grateful thanks as we all imagined him finally being able to lay his head down on his own pillow. We are called to bear fruit, not just in our individual lives, but also in our collective lives as the body of Christ called the Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Certainly you saw the fruit of our ministry down at Taft Elementary School in the video we showed. Tim Zaring is one of the tutors who goes down to Taft every week and tutors second graders. Recently, I was chatting with Tim about his experience as a tutor, and if you ever talk with Tim, you'll see his face just light up as he talks about his time down at the school. And he explained to me some of the different strategies that he uses to help the students gain confidence in their studies and ultimately to gain confidence in their lives. Well, Tim told a story about one day when the little girl that he was tutoring just kind of out of nowhere, started to cry. Tim wasn't sure why she was crying, but he said, well, I got out my my handkerchief, and I wiped away her tears, and I just kept trying to encourage her. Well, as Tim told me that story, for a moment I was afraid he was going to have to get out his handkerchief and dry my tears, because it was just so moving for me to hear, to think of that little girl receiving that gentle kindness from Tim in the midst of whatever heavy burden she was carrying that day. You see, bearing fruit at Taft isn't just about academics. It's about modeling and reflecting the love of Jesus. 
and letting God's love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness be manifest in our lives. This is how we live, bearing fruit for the sake of the world. Through the ministry God is doing among us at Good Shepherd, that fruit is multiplied many times over every week in various settings. Tim also said that when he goes down to Taft, he likes to kind of dress up because he wants the kids to know that he sees his work down there as very important and that they are important. And my hunch is that this makes a big impression on those students. In fact, Tim said one day an innocent little second grader asked him why he was wearing his Sunday shoes in the middle of the week. Well, maybe Tim was wearing his Sunday shoes because he was doing the Lord's work. As we conclude our stewardship series today, I hope you will consider what this Holy Spirit is stirring up, not only in your own life, but in our life as a church. Where is God calling us to bear fruit as a community of faith? Today you're invited to turn in your estimate of giving card. And I hope that one of the fruits that is manifest in us is the fruit of generosity. Generosity in response to all of God's goodness. Generosity in response to God's heart of love. Generosity that is pleasing to God. As our gathered gifts enable us to lean into God's call for our church both within our walls and out in the world. So thank you in advance for your generous response to God's heart of love for you and for the whole world. Through you, may God be glorified in the ministry of our church. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.